The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! Podcast. Hi, it's up. Two Guys Smoke Shop here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Uh, another special edition of the of the Paying Attention Podcast. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, in order to do these debates every week as we've been doing, uh, we have to pay for the studio time. So we certainly appreciate the people who have kicked in to sponsor. And if you like what we're doing here, if you like what we're what we're trying to edu- when we're trying to educate the public uh, about the candidates that are running for public office, uh, please, please, please patronize the people that sponsor uh, our uh, our events here. Um, our, our, our big sponsor today is Butta Bing's on Hampshire Street in Methuen. Uh, I go now. I live in North Andover, right? I'm in Methuen a lot, though. I drive from North Andover. I go all the way over to, to Hampshire Street in downtown Methuen to. Um, to uh, to get some uh, uh, pizza, the pizza's great. But actually, if you really want some great hot wings, I'm a big hot wing guy, and uh, and it, it, I actually judge restaurants and places based on their hot wings. And so, if you go to Butter Bing's and you try their hot wings, you'll always go back for something else. Uh, also, uh, uh, sponsoring the debate tonight, Neil Perry, candidate for mayor of the city of Methuen. And Jennifer Kinnan, also a candidate for mayor of the city of Methuen. I did an interview with Jennifer this afternoon. It's on my Facebook page. Tomorrow I'll be doing one with Neil Perry. Uh, over the weekend I'll be doing one with uh, Dan Shibola, who's also running for mayor, and uh, as well as Don Riccio sometime early next week. And then we're going to take all of these videos and put them on one page, so you don't have to go looking for them. They'll all be on one page. You'll be able to see where everything is. Tonight, the Central District Methuen City Council debate. There are two incumbents in this race. Uh, Joyce Campagnon, who is here and it's kind of in the middle there, uh, and uh, Jim McCarty, who is not joining us today. We gave him the, op- the opportunity, offered him the opportunity to uh, Skype in uh, because he couldn't physically uh, make it to the, uh, to the studio. He was not interested in doing that. So as far as I'm concerned, these are the candidates that you should consider. Uh, from my left, Jordan Normandia. Uh, Joel, please tell me how to say your name because I've been butchering it all week. <laughs> Ferretra. Ferretra. Joel Ferretra, uh, Joyce Campagnon, and DJ Deeb. Now, the rules are really simple. I don't know if you've watched the other debates. I'm going to throw out a topic. I want you guys to talk to each other. I'm not going to time you, but if somebody's getting too much time or not getting enough time, I'll jump in just to moderate that. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like the, the guy on the side. I'm just going to be the referee and uh, make sure everybody kind of stays, uh, stays doing what they're supposed to do. So why don't we start uh, at the very end of the table, uh, DJ Deeb. Uh, just give us a couple of minutes. It's not going to be time, but you know, just be respectful of the time. Tell people who you are, why you're running for the city council in the Methuen Central District. Sure. Uh, Thank you, Tom. I want to say thank you to you for hosting this. I also want to thank the sponsors. I want to thank the fellow candidates that are uh, by my side today for this forum. And I want to thank the listeners for taking the time to listen to what we have to say. Uh, My name is DJ Deeb, and I'm a candidate for Central District City Council. I'm asking for your vote in the primary election on Tuesday, September 17th, and on Uh, Tuesday, November 5th, if I go on from the primary to the general election. When I say I have no conflicts, I mean that I have no relatives working for the city, and thus I can vote on all the contracts. 
If elected, I will oppose sweetheart deal contracts like the one given to the police superiors and the police chief. I have the experience to make sure that our tax dollars produce better results for Methuen residents. I have three master's degrees and I have the ability to understand the contracts that I'm reading. If elected, I will work to ensure fiscal responsibility and accountability, maintain uh, essential services, including schools, police, fire, and public works, oppose any and all new taxes, and work to attract businesses to the city. Again, please vote for DJ Deeb on September 17th and November 5th. Thank uh, you. Joyce Campignon? Yes. My name is Joyce Campignon, and I'm running for re-election for the Central District, and I'm number one on the ballot. How, I, did you, how did you pull that? I want to interrupt you. How did you pull that off? I did the same as everyone else. I put my hand in the in the bucket. They draw it by lots? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, Just fair I enough. Did. See, you're only asking me that because I'm the only woman here. Oh, that's true. I'm a sexist, <laughs> so I, I ask those kind of questions. I'm only kidding. <laughs> and I... Um, I've served as a um, counselor at large, East District Counselor, school committee, and now I'm on the uh, Central District. And I'm always there to represent the people, the working people, and to make sure that everyone gets treated equally. Uh, previously, uh, the council made some errors, and that was uh, their errors became my inheritance when. I started as Central District Counselor, and I want to assure the residents that they're going to be represented in a true fashion, get uh, what they deserve, and make sure their voices and their concerns are heard. And when you go to the polls, I hope you consider me to get reelected and represent you, the people, the most important part of this community. Uh, number one on the ballot, Joyce Campagnon, and I i swear to you, you won't be sorry. <laughs> thank you. Joel? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, for coming tonight. Not a politician. Um, I'm a guy who's been coaching in the community for the last 12 years. Sports, MAIC, helping out at the grammar schools, helping out at the high school. I've become more involved as my kids have gotten older, and I've seen what's been going on. I feel that Right now, what's lacking is somebody who's willing to listen to both sides and actually come and work and compromise. I don't, right now, the current city council, you don't see that. So I'm hoping that with this, new, with this election that we will vote for people that are willing to actually have discussions instead of argue back and forth. I agree with a lot of what DJ said. We need to bring in a lot of fiscal responsibility. We also need to bring in new businesses to lessen the burden on the taxpayers right now. There's only so much you can do to our residential tax base, and we need to improve that commercially in industrial law tax base to help lessen the burden on, on Methuen. So I'm hoping you'll, you'll consider voting for me in September, and then, I, and then in November as well. So thank you. Jordan Normandia, you're last. Hi. Uh, so my name is Jordan Normandia. I'm 26 years old. I'm a lifelong Methuen resident. Uh, I lived here uh, and enjoyed it uh, my whole entire life. The only time I left is when I went to the Marine Corps. I served right after high school. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I left. That's the only time I left. Uh, did three and a half years there in the, in the Marine Corps. Came back, uh, decided to get my education. Uh, went to Suffolk University, where I just wrapped up in May. Got my degree in law and public policy. Uh, and now I'm currently a law school student at uh, New England Law in Boston, uh, furthering my education there. Um, and the reason why I decided to run uh, is pretty simple. You know, I care about this community and I care about service. Uh, it's important to me. I grew up here. I went through all the schools. I have siblings who go to the schools now and younger cousins. Um, and my friends who are my lifelong friends, we all grew up together. The community is important to me. Service is important to me. And I wanted to give back to my community, do my part. That's pretty much it. Um, looking for your vote for September 17th. Uh, if you want more information about me, uh, jordan4methuen.com. That's the number four. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. You're all welcome. So make sure everybody you go to Butter Bings on Hampshire Street, get yourself some uh, some buffalo wings, some pizza, maybe some subs. The food there is pretty good. Um, right out of the gate, I want to start with the most controversial thing, like why bother working up to it? The police contract. We heard um, city councilors 
at the table say that they voted for something they didn't read. We had counselors say that they were told something. We don't know what they were really told. We only know what we saw out in public. Um, Joyce, is, uh, you, you sat on the council when all this was going on, so maybe we should let you start sure. first. Um, talk about what your thoughts were on this police contract, and more importantly, how do we, how do we move forward from here? Excuse me. It was the council before ours that did the uh, contract. No, I know that, but... Oh, no, you said I was on the council when the vote. When, when Steve Zani was the mayor, I was not on that council. Right, yeah. It was the previous council that voted, not I, not this council. Right. So we're the ones that they've gone to court. It did not pass. We... We didn't. We voted against giving them the the uh, the high amount. So it was the previous council. We inherited that from them. Mm -hmm. I, that's why I said that in my opening statement. Statement. No, that, I, I wasn't saying that you were on the council that voted for the original contract. Oh, but you, okay. I'm but, sorry. But you were here when they were trying to fix it. When, yes. When this yes, council sat down, right. whether it was the MOU, the mayor started right, changing yeah, numbers. Okay. So I want you to just kind of talk about that situation, because yeah, my opinion doesn't count. I live in North Andover. No. But, but, but I want you to talk about that situation, and how do we, how do we move forward now? Because we still have a situation where uh, I'm still not even sure it's legal what the mayor is doing. I don't think anybody is, is sure what it's legal what the mayor is doing. I think he's paying I'm them not, back to 2014, which goes against everything they negotiated. I'm not an attorney, but I'd say it's not either. But it's in, in the court's hands, and whatever comes out of there, we're going to have to abide by it. So, like I said, I don't want to start talking about, uh, you know, previous and who did this. Why and not? No, because this, I don't. This is the place I, for it. <laughs> but no, now would be a good have, time. But Joyce. Wait a minute. Okay. I don't have all the facts. Do you? I have most of and them. And that's what the problem is. The, all the facts were not on the table. And that's why we're in the spot we're in. But, Joyce, you did vote to pass a budget and then... Two votes after that voted to then refund and then also funded another 1.8 million back into the police department after you passed the budget originally, correct? Yes. Okay, so in essence, you did That's, fund that was the our that was our budget, though. I mean, that wasn't from the previous council that they were gonna the police were gonna get over four hundred thousand dollars. Right. This was a uh, right, but a cutback. Right. Your council voted on a budget for the school year, which eliminated the, the five captains from the line item of $1.8 million. And then two, over two separate votes voted to give that $1.8 million back into the police department. They didn't get fully funded back. They're not making $400,000. Right, the, right. They're not being paid. The, right now, that contract is with the inspector on general. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. But you, there was a budget passed in, Ju in July with the line item of the $1.8 million removed from, from right, the police budget. Right, and then, and then they came back twice over the year asking for that $1.8 million back, and then eventually you guys ended up giving the full $1.8 million back, back to the in, police department. Yes, yes, yes. So in, in hindsight, you guys did fund the MOU in its, in its entirety. You guys funded the contract. Not, not the one that they're fighting about. Anybody else want to add on this? Joel, yeah, what, what Joel is saying is right. The city council voted. First of all, the, the matter is in arbitration, and they're waiting That's for a right. decision on arbitration. Secondly, uh, the council voted five to two against reorganizing the police department, which was proposed by councilors McCarty and right. Saber, yeah. and they voted to fund the positions fully. Uh, my feeling is that Tom asked the question about uh, what should be done? Well, I'll tell you what should be done. What should be done is a reorganization of the police department. Uh, the Methuen Police so Department... So you want to break the contract? N we don't have to fund positions. You, as a council, have control over that. We have, we have 72 patrolmen and 24 superior officers, including five captains. The city of Lawrence has 175 patrolmen and three captains. But we so don't I, get I don't the think we need five captains. But I don't think we need. That's exactly right. That's my point. So I don't think we need five captains. So I would immediately cut at least two of them out of the budget, and I would add additional patrolmen because I think Methuen is in oh, need of the more patrolmen, patrolmen on the but street, but not superior officers. I think we have too well, many superior officers. And I We're think top they hit heavy. the street sometimes too. We're top heavy. 
Yeah. Jordan, you've been awfully quiet in all this. But, Why uh, don't you enlighten us? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this whole debacle? Well, uh, coming at it from as like a normal citizen, that's the first uh, time I heard about it. Uh, when I read it on my own before I decided to run, you know, the main thing, and I feel like most Methuen residents are the feel the same way, they don't really even understand what happened. Uh, it's still confusing. There's still, I mean, there's both sides, obviously. And yeah, we can point fingers and whatnot, but what we really need to do is move forward, figure out a solution. And I don't, I'm not sure, you know, I don't have all the answers. Obviously, I don't have all the facts. But, you know, arguing over who did this or what had happened, yeah, I mean, there's some merit to that. But what we need to do is really focus on a solution. Um, so and, and, so what, kind of, what kind of solutions would you propose? Um, uh, well, that's part of my job. Um, if I do get elected, is to kind of figure that out. I'm not uh, going to sit here and say, you know, I know everything about the job being, you know, the contract um, thing. Uh, it's a big issue, and it's, it's hurting a lot of people. Um, and they're... You know, they feel uh, a sense of distrust and disloyalty with, you know, um, the council or, or who is ever at, at fault um, or who they feel is at fault. And we kind of need to, you know, get that faith back in the institution and, you know, work together as council members if, you know, I got elected and whoever is else on the council and try to move forward. Um, it's kind of a big Any, answer. Anybody else but. on this? Yeah, I just want to say that the council... The mayor is the one that puts together, al along with the police department or whatever department, they're the ones that work out the um, agreement. And then it comes to the council. You had a mayor that would not take any um, changes. If so-called, if a councilor didn't want something, uh, a few councilors wanted stuff cut out, and he wouldn't hear of it. I'm the boss, and that's the way it's going to be. So... I mean, it has to be a an effort with everyone, correct? Yeah, and an I agree. agreement, right? But you know, I, I but you have that. control over the budget, Joyce. Mm -hmm. you, you, as a council, get to approve the budget, and exactly. you can cut, you can cut right. that budget. And and this council did not go along with the reorganization plan no, that was proposed. No, because didn't it, cut it's, the budget. it's a union thing. We are. No, it's not you a know, union I thing. don't it's even want to go at it, but you know something in the position you're in, you weren't too good either at the budget on the school side. She's got, well, you, she's got I, you there, Deej. I'm prepared to talk about no, that. No, and no, and no, I wasn't going to say anything. It's, okay. it's coming up next. But don't forget, we had to go up and get a bond. We had to get a bond. The community people has are paying for for the mistakes that was done on the school the side. The difference is, and nobody came to the podium before this was happening. The and no one from the school side came to the podium when the police contract the was up. The difference is, Joyce, we didn't know that the $4 million was being spent on the school department. And Shame the mayor, on you. The mayor, at at every yeah. meeting, excuse that, me. We were I, being lied to, which I'll address and, oh, separately. No. Yes, but Don't you say. knew what was going on with oh, the police. Oh, no, we That's didn't. That's the difference. That was a That's union effort. That was the difference, that was a, We don't know what's going on in negotiations. That'd be breaking the law if we all you knew, knew what's what going on. You knew what the budget on. was. You knew what was being and funded. And you, you knew what your budget was, was too deep. Right, and we worked, right? and we worked no, with that. But when we did the school committee budget, no, 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 you weren't there no. to say that you overspent. You, you came for more you money. You were there to hear the former superintendent. I know, I know the police superiors are in the audience. So No, they're not. Uh, in, but, in, but in, I, hold on, but, hold on. I don't want to break this up at all. Yeah. I want this to go forever. But in fairness, there's one person from the yeah, police superior. One. Yeah. So I uh, in. Do we have anyone from the school committee? And their friends. Um, but here's here's the thing. I want to address what you just said, Joyce. Uh, Please you don't. were you were at the city council meeting right. where the former superintendent told the city council yeah. that because the school department was being cut. And our department was the only one that was cut that year. That they were going to likely have to come back and ask for additional revenue if the enrollments increased as a result of the need for required state Four and federal, dollars federal special education Four services. Four million dollars worth. So she told you. Now we were cut. Now let me tell you, city Wait, spending. Me. We're excuse in the bottom me. fifteen percent of city spending. And had yeah. the school department not been cut, it wouldn't have been four million dollars. Oh, the uh, school department was cut one. So and a half million dollars Trump that guy. year, and enrollments went Wait up. Wait a second. Oh, jump right what in. What right. about the warrants? Like right. 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 What about but, the warrants? You get your warrants every meeting. Trace is good and for you, ratings. You, and you people have to sign off on all the warrants. And there was a second part to that. I'll address oh. the warrants. <laughs> Guys, so it's a bigger picture <laughs> problem where we have numerous departments in Methuen. We can argue about you guys we go back and what, forth yeah. about the police and the school department all day. 
There's more it's departments. A, it's, a big, it's a bigger picture where a lot of our departments are top heavy, and then the feet that are on the ground are the ones that are always on the chopping block. You know, yeah. when, when the whole thing happened with the police department, it was we're going to lay off all the, all the patrolmen. When the whole thing happened with the school committee, yeah. there's not an administrator getting let off. We're going to lay off all when, the teachers and, no and the teacher can, aides because that's what gets everybody up in arms is we're going we're gonna to lay off all the teachers. It wasn't the council that said that. It was your school department about the, the cuts. What I'm saying as a, as a bigger picture. when we departments cut them. No, but every department in Methuen overspends and ends up coming back to the council saying we need money from free ca cash for this or to cover that or to cover that. And no department is actually held to, held to live within your means. You're given a budget in July, make that last until June 30th. And if you have issues cut inside that budget, instead of coming back to the school, instead of coming back to the city and saying, Hey, I need more. At some point, there's no more. Every uh, right now, our stabilization fund is pretty much done. We're, we're not banking money year by year. And at some point, we need to live within our means. And right now, I agree. In, in most departments, we're not. And that needs to change going forward. Yes, I agree. Thank you. Jordan, you must, you must have something to think about all this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what it sounds like is just poor management. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's the council or the school right. department or anything. It sounds like it's horrible management. Uh, I agree with Joel. It sounds like it's top heavy. Um, we need to get in there and focus on you know, the issues and do it in an efficient way. I, I mean, Methuen is a decent size uh, town, but I don't think it's... You know the size of Boston, where where we can't you know get things done in a, an efficient way, or there's too much you know administrators who are trying to you know fight for funds. I it as a again as a resident as a non-politician, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I like like I said, I don't know the facts and everything, but I'm sure uh, a lot of citizens like myself would want to know how does this happen. And, and it seems like exactly. it happens on a regular basis uh, as well. Um, so yeah, that's my question. And you know, I want to get in there and get in the weeds of it and find out for myself. You know, why is this going on? And try to figure it out. So, so my my this goes great to my next question because <laughs> uh, we put Joyce on the spot in the first one. We're going to put DJ on the spot in the second one, even though you touched on it a little bit. Judy Scannell was the superintendent of schools in Methuen, and she was a fake superintendent. She worked for ten or twelve years as a superintendent. I don't have the years exactly right, but she worked for at least a decade as a superintendent of schools without being certified as a superintendent. We find out through that process that before she was superintendent, she was a principal for almost 10 years, and she wasn't even certified as a principal, yet her name went through a search committee and up to the school committee, and she was hired as superintendent. And then the school committee, given the option, knowing all of this, to fire Judy Scannell, as they should have, took a walk, and they decided not to fire her, to let her retire so she could get a pension. And so I, so I want, and I think since we let uh, Joyce uh, do the first one on the council, let's, let's let DJ in on this one. DJ, you voted against firing Judy Scannell, and I want to give you an opportunity to tell the people at home why you would make such okay. a decision. Uh, definitely, Tom, and, and I think at the time that was the right decision, and I stand by it. Um, first and foremost, I was not part of the original committee that hired Judy Scannell as superintendent. I, I didn't live in Methuen in 2010 when she was hired. I was living in Dracut at the time. I came in in 2011. And but you so gave her I didn't a contract see the, at some no, point, right? No, we never gave her a contract. She always got contract extensions. Um, so no one so thought to never, maybe get a, to check on her credentials right, before there, then? There was never a contract, right. So there were three options that we were faced with. Obviously, I would not have voted for somebody that didn't have a license. Um, the school committee, by mass general laws, is not the custodian of licensure, except, as Joel, you alluded to, when you're hiring somebody, you ask for all that information. But we had three options. One was to accept her retirement. The second was to uh, terminate her, which is what Tom wanted. And the third was to accept her resignation effective immediately. I sought advice from legal counsel, and legal counsel said that if you go for uh, termination, it's going, to, it's going to likely cost the district tens of thousands of dollars. It's going to re you're likely going to have to pay back the $20,000 sick time buyback that's in her contract. You're going to have to pay for two superintendents while the process is ongoing. And uh, it, it's just gonna, you're not going to be able to stop her from getting a pension because that's out of the school committee's hands. That is strictly the state retirement board and the school committee has no say on it. Whereas if you voted for the resig, if you voted to accept the resignation, she forfeited the $20,000 sick time buyback. You saved the tens of thousands of dollars in legal costs and you're not paying for two superintendents while the process of termination is ongoing. So that's why I made the decision that I did. And 
you got to remember that in public employment, there are certain laws that you have to follow. There's certain statutes were, as part of Mass General were laws. All the, were all and the so teachers that were let go because their licensure wasn't up to date, were they given the chance to resign or were they just fired? They also had the right to a process. If they were if they were teachers with professional status, they had a right to union representation, and there was a process, which is a case with any public employee: police officers, firefighters, teachers. Any public employee has has the right to that process. I was a union vice president for eight years in my previous uh, school, and I represented people in that process, so I know what's entangled in that. So, uh, so and again, I, 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 my opinion counts for nothing because I don't live in Methuen. Um, but so you're employing the Nick DiZaglio defense by saying that this was this is what the lawyers told you to do. Um, what about right and wrong, though? She she got put forward as a superintendent to be superintendent when she and you knew this when you when you accepted her resignation. She wasn't even certified to be a principal when she got put forward. So all of the money that she made as superintendent could have been recouped had you guys fired her. Had a public hearing, investigated, and you could have forwarded it to the attorney general or the district attorney's office, and maybe even recouped some of that. And instead, you guys let her walk away with a golden parachute. The, the lawyers said that that was that was not the well, case. Well, you need to fire. We, we those, asked, you need to we fire asked those, those lawyers. questions. I mean, so, we have we have good education attorneys, and we did ask those questions, Tom. And I agree with you. If there was a way to stop Judy Scannell from getting a pension because of the fact that she originally had a waiver from the Department of Education saying she met the qualifications to superintendent. Uh, but she never went forward and actually applied for the license. And if there was a way to prevent her from getting the pension for doing that, there is. I fire absolutely her. Right. Fire would. Her. No, so, we were told no. That is not a no. criminal so, offense. But the, here's what's happening. That's not a felony. But didn't you say that you could? She could resign, and then you would have recouped all that money that you just said. Would no, cost the fact that we let her resign, we were able to recoup the, the sick time buyback then, that we otherwise so would have had to a, pay. How did she get a, a, a retirement pension? That's um, by the state. We have no okay. say over that. Um, that I'm gen- no, 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 and I'm, I'm glad you're asking the question yeah. because, because mm-hmm. I asked those questions, right. and, and I'm somewhat familiar because of my, my role formally as a union vice president okay. in public employment so as Judy, a teacher. So Judy was hired in 2011, like you stated, before you were on the school committee. It was given contract she extension. She was hired in 2010. 2010. Yeah. You came on in 20- I so came on in 2014. 14. So now she was given contract extensions while you were on the school committee. You said she had a waiver when she was initially hired. How has... How did the school committee never decide to ask for any updates on the waiver if she was able to comp- if she completed everything she needed to do and become a superintendent? You can say, well, I didn't give her a contract. I didn't give her a contract extension. Everything that's happened the past two plus years in the school department is nobody wants to take the blame and just say, guys, we screwed up. Sorry. All you guys, Nick did it two weeks ago. You do it. Everyone's pointing the finger at somebody else. The attorney told me to do this. I was in the back of the bada bing and someone just slipped me a note saying, oh my God, we're broke $4 million. Somebody at some point knew something and nobody wants to own up to it. I'd have a lot more respect for the school department, I mean for the school committee, and by the way, my wife's a teacher. She's a special ed teacher in high school just to keep, get that out. If somebody just said, guys, we dropped the ball, we screwed up, and we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again, instead of everybody that was on that school committee has just found an excuse on why it wasn't their fault. And at some point, somebody should be taking ownership of this and just saying, we're going to move forward. We're not. We're going to. We're going to fix it. So, that, well, Joel, I'm starting you know, to like this guy. Joel, the <laughs> school committee did move forward, and they put policies in place to make sure that this didn't happen again. But the reason is, I mean, we have term limits in Methuen, as you know, which I actually think is a great thing. But the school committee that came they're not on real term limits because you ran for six in the school history. committee, and now you're now just hopping over. And that's it, they're not real term limits. People just keep hopping back and forth from school committee to city council. And how do we know that those limits are actually uh, and those restrictions are actually going to be enforced? I mean, you guys didn't even check on the waiver requirements, the licensing requirements that um, that she needed. Well, the policies are in place now to yeah, do that. But yeah, but how, that's what I'm saying. How do we know they're going to actually be charged followed through? We, there's no, there's like, no trust in the institution to they, actually know that they'll hold anyone accountable. Should, I think that's there shouldn't the have to be a policy in place to check somebody's credentials. Right right. The person that was responsible I mean, apparently there does now. were two people, human resources and the assistant right. superintendent, who I did not vote for or support for superintendent because I said that the one needed to drain the swamp and Methuen needed an outsider. And I'm proud of my vote not to have supported an insider Joyce, you for said, Superintendent Methuen. Joyce, you we said, need the same thing for the I mean, police yeah, department. Not really an outsider if you're on the 
the department, and you were a part of that. You're part of the inside. You're part of. I mean, not to point fingers or anything, but that's. Part I of the didn't problem. vote for anybody from Methuen. But you, I was. I, I I have been a minority vote, and if you've read my columns in in the Valley Patriot, which which I was writing for many years with, and Tom has seen them, I was writing about the fiscal catastrophe right. in the city for years. So and DJ, about the overspending. I'll, I'll give you credit on that. You were definitely out front about that. But you were alone on an island, and you were unable to work with that school committee to bring those changes in. Right. You know, there was a Boston Magazine just put something out today. Methuen's 110th out of 149th when you rate your high school in eastern Massachusetts. hundred, So the bottom third. So, you know, you, you've put it out there that you've been able, you know, you've brought all these changes. You've been alone, and you haven't been able to work as a group to really bring a lot of those changes in because of all the other stuff that's going on. That's the problem right now. Nobody, everyone's on their own little island. They've got their own little interests or their ideas, and nobody's willing to come together and look at a bigger picture and work. And, that, and that's the biggest issue right now. Joyce, I, mean, I knew you went in on this. Well, I, I'm listening. Judy Scannell. <laughs> I'm listening. You're good for ratings. You've got to come back more. You've got to see the numbers when you start talking. They, just, they triple and quadruple online. Oh, now I feel bad. No, it's good. <laughs> You know, listen, you know, we can point fingers at one another. It happened. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Learn from your mistake. Admit somebody messed up and uh, move on. Well, let me ask you this, because this is a great question going into uh, another topic, even though it's related. So at one point, uh, one member of the school committee wanted the school committee, one member of the city council wanted the school committee to give a line-by-line explanation of the budget the way you guys went through your budget. And... The school, the school department would not turn over those line-by-line line numbers. Now, I sat on a school committee. If we asked for information from a department and they didn't give it to us, we voted no on their budget till they gave it to us. You guys instead rubber-stamped their budget and, allowed, and gave them more money, even though they misspent. You gave them more money. A lot Excuse, of people, we didn't know they misspent then. That okay. happened Thank after you for, the for clarifying. Right? That. No, nobody knew about what was what was happening. Well, yeah. We were all lied well, to. Some people we knew. were lied to. Some people knew. Well, Zoglio knew. I, I can't huh? speak for him. No, but I know that's you had right. Conversations. But but we did not know yeah. on the school committee, and right. had we known, right. we would and have been able to So why so why would you allow that? Why would you vote vote for their budget when they wouldn't give you the information that you wanted? Well, I would say if we didn't vote for their budget, we had about five hundred. Parents in the hall that yeah, night? Yeah, at least. At least. We wouldn't have left there walking. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honest answers. Yeah. You're not going to get an honest answer like that out of anybody else. Joel, what do you think of all this? No, uh, honest. Well, what about, that was, that's insane. Like, we're just going to vote yes because there's a bunch of parents out there and we don't want to no, have to deal no. with it. But it's, it, you vote on the facts, you know. If if you have the school department overspent, no matter what the if the budget like like DJ said, they the budget was level funded, you were cut and they said you're gonna have to come back and then you overspent and then we got into this crap show. But now so now they, they come back the next year you have your budget and the school and the city council decides, I'd like to see a little more. I want I wanna get into the I wanna get into the meat of this. I really wanna see, you know, where the money's being allocated and they say no and you're like, Yeah, all right, fine. We'll just pass it. No. Like, at some point... Judy Scannell and your account... Um, the Ian, business manager, Ian Goslin. Ian yeah. Goslin stood at that podium and went down line by line. What, what was the increase and why? And it was the busing that bills had, you know, come in, and it was like maybe twice the amount. The special ed special account ed. was really out of whack. And you cannot cannot fool around with the special ed. That is mandated from the state, and don't even try to take a dollar away, because you're not going to do it. The state's right. going to come down and, and pound on you, and you want to see fines? Because I, w I was the uh, chairperson for the parent group on special ed, and so help me, even a, a small group, they tell you what they want in your budget and you better have it there because you're talking about special ed children. And there's no uh, dragging your feet on that. So in all due respect, when those numbers come in for special ed. I don't deserve ed any respect, actually. <laughs> you don't have to respect me. I do. Yeah. I mean, there is, there's no uh, wavering or budging on the special ed uh, budget. I'll always stick up for that. 
debt comes for us, and you're not going to change one dollar. So, Jordan, am um, I right or wrong? That's right. Just, and great answer, Joyce. If I can just yeah. add one thing to what Joyce said. Sure. Um, you know, we talked about the overspending in the school department, and there's a number of reasons for that. And certainly the withholding of information, as Joyce talked about and I mentioned earlier, is totally unacceptable. And the person that was largely responsible, thankfully, is no longer there. Um, but there were 20 cities and towns in the area that overspent their budget that same year, including Andover and Haverhill, because of the mandated special education services that Joyce just mentioned. The difference was that those other cities and towns had a reserve account and they were able to deal with those expenses and Methuen had depleted its reserve account under the former mayor so we were at zero right. and we were in a crisis because we had no money. And that goes to show the importance of something else that hasn't been mentioned here and that is the need to have a reserve account for, the, for emergencies for all of the city departments when those things happen. Now Methuen has been in the bottom 10 to 15 percent of funding of school districts throughout the state and I think that's an important point too and what Joel mentioned you know some of our scores being on the bottom that's a problem. City spending has increased over the past 10 years on average by 3% across the board in the city, while the school department has only increased 2.2%, which has been less than the rate of inflation. The school department, unlike the city, has actually cut positions and not filled positions, not backfilled positions. So uh, a lot of the, the increases that you've seen in the school department, and I'm glad Joyce mentioned it, it has gone to mandated special ed services, many of which are out of district services that are required by the federal and state government. Jordan, um, I, I guess the defense is other people rob banks, therefore it's okay that we rob banks, other communities overspend, it's okay if we overspend. What are your thoughts on this before we move on? I mean, uh, I don't, it just goes again to mismanagement and uh, accountability. I mean, yeah, I understand you have like 500 parents there, you know, you know, saying, yay, we need this, bud we need this pass, but you have a, a duty and an obligation to them as well to, you know, look, we want to pass this, and obviously this is important, but we need to do it correctly, or else you have more accidents. And yeah, it's it's hard, but you that's your duty. You're a city councilor or a school department member. Or you work for the city. That means you have around 50,000 bosses, right? Because that's the, the size of Methuen, roughly. That means you're beholden to them, and like you have to make sure you do the due diligence for them. That's They put you there, that, and that's your responsibility. That's how I see this position. And we went back and mm -hmm. cut, made the school uh, department cut unnecessary you know, positions, and, and he'll tell you there was a big layoff in the school department. Right. But we, we had to come to some agreement in order to move forward and, and get the education, you know, to our children. Yeah, and I think I that's mean, something we need to reevaluate yes. then, the structure right, of how, right. how we do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know all the weeks of it. I want to learn more about it, but, you know, something needs to change then, obviously, if this is a continuing issue. Right. And hopefully no. it won't be a continuing issue. Yeah, well, I think, I no, think We don't want that. I think it is going to be a continuing – it's going to be an issue going forward unless we fix how, how, how we bring in revenue because, it, you know, we have sold off pretty much every spare piece of land to Toll Brothers and other developers – and our residential tax rate is well over 80%, where it should be a 75-25, if not 70-30, really, 75-25, possibly. And we're going to continue to run into these issues unless we, just, unless we figure out a way to, to commercially bring in more business right. and lessen the burden on all of us. And right now you have, the, you have that village going, you, know, you have the Tuscan village going in on one side, you've got the Riverwalk on the other side, and we're sitting here and... We just opened another chain yeah. restaurant after chain restaurant, and when bigger pictures, and we're not out there right now pushing the value of Methuen. We have two major highways that go through our city. Right. We should be able to lure more industries in because of where we are. And right now, you know, we did cartwheels over New Balance coming in, which is sixty, which is great, but that's that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. We really need to to pursue yeah. other businesses and try to get them into Methuen because I don't know about you guys, but when most of the times when I go out with my wife. I'm not staying in Methuen. The last thing I want to go is Olive Garden. You know what I mean? I'm going, I'm going all over the place in these other restaurants instead of hitting another chain restaurant at the Loop. So we need to bring in another other businesses that are going to like keep, butter, like butter bings. Butter bing. It's, yeah, I'll be, there, I'll be there in about an hour for my for my event to kick off. But I like butter bing. It's, it's great. white buffalo chicken pizza might be the best thing I've, I've eaten. I'm going to have to years. try that. But the, for every butter bing, there's you know an, another empty storefront or you know. You, or another, you know, for lease. I don't know what I've seen more of. Have I seen more 
political signs or have I seen more for sale signs as I walk through neighborhoods? Yeah. You know, we're, it, people are going to come in, people are going to leave. But at some point, we need to keep it attractive to keep people in Methuen for their disposable income to be able to spend it here instead of going over to Salem or going down to Lawrence or heading, or heading south down 93. And that's the only way we can sustain the amount of spending we have right now. Well, this is this is good. This goes into what I was what uh, what my next question was. Anyways, it's almost like he's psychic. Um, I was going to ask you guys. You know, there's a lot of development going on. It's mostly business. De- I mean, residential development. When we had the West End councils here, they said, "Look, we want more business development, less residential development." Most of this new residential development is going up in your district. So um, we'll start with Jordan because he's not getting a lot. He's not getting a lot of time. We want him to get as much time as we can. Thank you. Um, Talk about what you think about the development, the overdevelopment in Methuen, and what your thoughts are on how to manage this. Because every new big, huge development like Toll Brothers that goes in, it strains your sewerage, it strains your schools, it strains your public safety. It's every single facet of the infrastructure of a community gets strained when you start packing people in like that. Right. And I think, um, to Joel's point, we need to make Methuen uh, more attractive. And how do we do that? We need to bring uh, more younger people here. I think that's, a, that's an important thing, too. But also make it more attractive for the people that are here to want to stay. Um, you know, building fancy new houses and all that is great, but you know, who's going to be able to, to live in those houses and, and what, what is, besides the house, what does that have to offer? There's not much there. Yeah, I get tired of the loop and, and, and everything like that as well. What are, you know, we need um, something to sustain the, ta- uh, the town, something to, you know, kind of revitalize it, uh, especially uh, in the central district. You know, we have tons of opportunity to, to revitalize businesses, uh, try to attract more businesses. I, you know, I don't, know what we, we we're doing currently to, to talk to businesses to try to get them on on our side but I mean yeah we have our neighbors to the left and right of us who are doing well um, yeah we just need to we need to pick it up um, bring more business you know bring younger people here it, it's important to revitalize the downtown too um, yeah anybody get Joyce yeah um, can you yell at DJ while you're doing it because every time why? you do the numbers go up <laughs> <laughs> I'm not yet we're expressing our thoughts. I, I just wanted to bring out about the uh, the food tax. When you go to the restaurant, the taxes that are on the, uh, on the on your bill. And when we started this, I was on the council when this came about. We we had a hall full of uh, uh, business owners come. They wanted to string us up because of the sales, the food, t- the meals tax. Right. Well, we had when I left. Uh, on my my last term, there was over eight hundred thousand dollars in that account because I was on that committee to oversee it, and it was three counselors and the accountant that sat on that. And in order to take money out of that account, would have to go in front of the full council when if needed. And it was it wasn't going to be spent just on, you know, uh, stuff that wasn't necessary. It was like for vehicles, road repairs, whatever we thought was necessary. Well, that got depleted after I left there. When I, now I just went back and I couldn't tell you how much is in there. It's not a hell of a lot. Well, let me ask this, because you're bordering Salem, New Hampshire. People are purposely going over the border into Salem, New Hampshire because it's no taxes. And then Methuen implements a meals tax, which makes but, it more likely for people to go to New Hampshire now, but, not just to buy no, a... But, but Tom, meals tax in New Hampshire is, is higher right, than it's Massachusetts. Higher than that, yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah. 9 or 10%. Yeah. So. I didn't know right. that. Yeah. See, but even it, I learned something see, today. And it's not just for the Methuen residents that are going to pay the tax. It's all the visitors. Right, right. They come here. So everyone, just like he said, when you go to New Hampshire, you're paying 8%. If I can yeah. add something to yeah, that, please too, do. So, Tom. Uh, we really, when we look at where we are, where we're at, going back to the original question about how do we attract businesses, I think we all agree that that it's a priority to attract businesses, and we have major disadvantages here, and, and because of where we're located, we have a we have a governor who just signed into law a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Uh, we have a sales tax. Uh, we have a commercial tax rate, which is outrageous, which is twenty eight dollars per thousand assessment, which the the uh, town of Salem, New Hampshire charges $20 per 1,000 assessment. Um, and what we need to do is we need to look at lowering the business tax rate to attract 
businesses because that's something that we can control locally. Right. I think that's something we really need to look at. What we do have in Methuen going for us, and the reason I moved to Methuen is because of its access. We are, we are centrally located. We have great access routes. We have 495, 93. There are businesses that want to come in come into Methuen, and we should be encouraging businesses. We had some members of the city council that uh, we're opposed to businesses that wanted to come in. For example, the uh, marijuana businesses that wanted to come in that would have brought in a lot of revenue. Instead, they went to Lowell and they went to Haverhill. Uh, these are businesses that would have come into the city, and, and we said no. Um, so, so we have to look at that. We have to look at the commercial tax rate. We, we really need to address that if, if we're going to attract businesses because we're at such a disadvantage. We're, Salem, New Hampshire is paying seven fifty minimum wage. Massachusetts just went up to $15. What kind of businesses are we attracting? If I'm opening up a business, I'll tell you right now, um, it, people who know me know I'm an ultra-fiscal conservative. I'm not opening my business in Massachusetts. I'm opening it in New Hampshire. So what we need to do is we need to find ways to make uh, Methuen more attractive so that we can we can attract these businesses and and, and businesses capitalize. Like, businesses like Butterbings. <laughs> not just Butterbings, not just restaurants, but but I'd like this maybe a bowling alley. That'd be something that we, we, we could bring in and I think would do very well. I mean, we need to we need to make up for what we can't control, which is the minimum wage set by the state and the sales tax, and try to look at uh, the, the commercial tax rate, which we do have control over. So that's some of the things we need to do. And the meals tax, although it's higher, that's something that we need to look at. When that meals tax originally went in and it was voted on, it was voted that money was supposed to go into the reserve account. And that has been since depleted. As Joyce talked about, she was not on the council, so she wasn't part of that. But that's that was what the original intent was. The original account was not going in the reserve because we didn't want it there because the mayor could touch it whenever he or she wanted. But that was voted later. You weren't on the council. I was right. on the council when the, when the original, w- yeah. with the original, right. yeah. Right. And that's why we had a separate account for it. And I'm not saying that they mismanaged it. It's how much money are we going to give them to control? Someone has to have, uh, you know, a uh, say. Right. And then, you know, DJ brought up the marijuana piece, and we all know that Methuen, when it, when it was on the ballot in 2017, Methuen voted it down. So now there's, there was rules in place after that because Methuen, the majority was no. Now there were rules in place where you, in order for you to sell it, you know, it has to go through the city council and the way it was zoned in 2017 pretty much makes it impossible for you to want to sell it anyway. But there's also other ways to bring that industry in without putting a storefront. You know, you could, you could have opened up a warehouse and had a grow facility and no one's ever going to buy an ounce of that. All it's going to be done is grown you get those taxes, and then it's going to be shipped out to other places. So to me, that's the best of both worlds. The majority of your population doesn't want you to sell it in Methuen, but you also start reaping some of the benefits of the legalization by letting an industry come in here, use a, use a site as a grow facility, and then be able to ship it out. At some point, we need to figure we need to put our personal differences aside and look as, a, and look as the bigger picture as, Hey, I may not. I may not be. I may be opposed to this, but the revenue that comes in would really be helpful to the to the citizens and, and to the city. So that's one of those bigger picture things where we, people need to put their personal differences aside and figure out how do we continue. How do we get more money into our into in order to fund our budget? Because right now, where you know, if you talk to people, everyone's like, "Well, my, I can't afford my taxes to go up again," and that's the only way that we bring in more revenue right now is. Is the residential tax rate and the commercial tax? Yeah, right. Well, right no, now I'm saying want. right, right, exactly. Yeah. We want the commercial, but right now yeah. it's residential, yeah. and that's all based on housing prices. If there's another crash, like in t- 2007, mm. if there's a if that if the market crashes again, the housing market now everyone's property plummets. Now what do we do? Because now your tax revenue residentially is down the toilet, and we have no money. We have no money in reserves. How do we fund anything at that point? Jordan, uh, anything before we move on? Uh, I, I agree. I think we need to. We were wrong uh, uh, on the marijuana thing. You know, I think it's it has its benefits not only financially, but also you know the research is out there that you know medically it, it helps. And you know, I know a, a lot of veterans that could you know that could benefit from that. Methuen has a, a proud veteran community, and you know why not you know get the best of both worlds? We can help people who need help for whatever their their issues are, and also we can you know get some tax revenue from it. I think you know Methuen needs to reevaluate that. You know, and yeah, put our put our personal. Uh, 
opinions aside and really think about it. Now, also, if we put it in there, we have to be responsible and make sure it's not near any any schools or any residential neighborhoods where there are children around. Uh, yeah, we just have to reevaluate. I think we should bring it back. Uh, I think here. it's very short-sighted as a community. I think if we just don't sell it, it's not here. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, every, it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah. not like you, it's yeah. not like now because we're not selling it in Methuen that nobody Methuen smoking. Yeah. yeah, right. It just yeah. stops at the borders. You know, no one, no one's going to Lowell and buying it, or it's not being bought off the street. Right. So, and I think one more thing, Tom. Uh, the the city council uh, voted to increase that commercial tax rate last year, and the majority voted to. I don't think Joyce did, but the majority of the people on the council voted to increase that commercial tax rate. We don't want to be increasing the commercial tax rate if we're trying to attract That's these right. businesses. So um, the the um, city council has been tinkering with your charter, and I've been watching, and it has been very painful, but it was very educational to watch um, as they went through all of the mechanizations of all the things that they want to change, and they're going to put it before the voters. One of the things that bothers me, and again, I don't live in Methuen, so I have no right to be bothered, but it just bothers me because it's, it's not good government, is that you have politicians changing the rules for politicians rather than having it be organic and come from the, the, the taxpayers coming from the voters. And all of the changes that were proposed are all going to go on the ballot, I think, in two years. And it's going to be one question, do you vote yes or no on the new changes in the charter? And to me, it seems as though it should be a cafeteria style where they should be asked, question one, should the mayor be a four-year term or a two-year term? Question two, should there be a term limit? Question three, if yes on question two, how, how many terms should it be? And so I'm just really bothered by the fact that the city council is now elected officials writing the rules for elected officials. So I want you guys to talk about what you think of that and if you get elected, what you're going to do about it. Uh, well, I think I agree with that. I think, you know, it's not it doesn't make sense for, you know, the city council to be like, hey, let's uh, let's ha increase our term limits of four years or the mayors or whatever the proposals. I think we should have more access to the community. I think residents don't even know who their city councils are, or maybe not the majority of them, I would say, don't. Um, and I feel like they don't feel like they have the access to their city councilors to ask them questions to know, you know, what's going on. I studied uh, government, so I'm aware of a lot of things, but mo the most person, most people don't, um, or don't have an education in government because they're, they're working and they're doing other things that they don't want to do, they don't have the time to do the research on their own. So I think what we need to do is be more accessible to the public and be more transparent. Let them know like, hey, this is what we were thinking, but you as a residents are technically in charge. We want you your input. We want you to say, yes, we want this. No, we want that. And we just need to create that common ground more with the residents in Methuen. I feel like that's yeah, missing. I agree with you, Jordan. I feel like it comes back to that where it seems that city government has stopped working right. for the citizens. Where like, yep, you like, we're going to make the decisions and then yeah, yes or no. Where there's not a lot of back and forth. You know, I'm in favor of increasing the mayor's term to four years. I feel like as soon as they're elected, they're almost running for re-election again. Right, right. Give them that opportunity. I've started reading the chart and I've went over the changes and I'm still, you know, going over that. Still, luckily, it's a little bit away, but at some point, like you said, Tom, give, her, give the people a choice. It's not just, you know, it's not yes or no. It should be, all right, five or six, the, whatever those changes are, put those all on the ballot, whether it's at the general election in, the, in November 2021 or if it's a special election that, the, you know, right. that it's just, it's charter specific. But I feel like people should be given more than a yes or no choice, right. especially when it comes to the amount of changes that are probably going to be proposed in, in, in two years. And I would like to add to that as, as well. You know, we need to put more limits, I, I believe, or at least, at least let the citizens, you know, decide to put more limits on, on the politicians um, at the municipal level. We have too much uh, crossover from different positions, different elected positions. Oh, I'm term limited here. I'll move over here and then I'll come back here or vice versa or what have you. We need to have stricter limits, stricter guidelines. And, you know, I think that's up to the, the residents, but we should let them have the right. opportunity let, and we need if, to enforce if, that. Right. If you're going to have limits, let them be real limits, not exactly. just let people keep going back and forth. And, you know, Joyce, I, re I respect you. You've been, you've, you've done a lot. But at, there needs to be changes in Methuen and just having the same group of people continually cycle their way but it's through. A, it's open right. to, to the public. Anyone can run if they want right. to put the time right. and effort into it and, I and think, the energy. And I think you're seeing that now. I think in this election I mean, year, there's a lot more first-time people running for office. And I think 
hopefully we'll see that change. You know, people yeah. keep saying they want change. If if right. they, if in November they keep voting the same it, people in, then, yeah. then if they yeah, want to expand the or they don't. Right. We want to encourage people to to do public service. I think it's important. I think it's every citizen's right and duty to do something for their community, whether it's public service or something else. But you also need to have limits. I mean, you we can't don't even have enough running for the school committee. So, I mean, that should tell you something, too. Right? Right? You don't. You don't have enough people running. I think it's it's, It goes in circles because in times, we've had numerous people running for school committee, and then two years ago, there really weren't a lot of seats. Now, this year, you have primaries in three out of your four races. So, yeah. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is just we need to make it more, more, create more borders from you know, going from one position to the next. You know, it's important to serve and do your, do your I part. See, I see you. So what you're saying is you want real term limits where right. if you serve a certain amount of time, uh, say you serve three terms on the city council, you can't just jump to the school committee right, and there should, election. The, right. Yeah. There should be a grace period where, like, listen, you sit out, let someone else do it, and, you know, a year or two, you know, maybe you can throw your hat back. DJ, I, you've been I, unusually I like to, quiet. Yeah, I'd like there. to add to that. First of all, going back to the original <laughs> question, and I will address what was just said, but, Tom, I, I agree with everything you said about itemizing. Uh, the things that you vote on. But I think it's important to note that it's a monumental task to review the charter and to do what our charter committee did. And I would like to thank those members because I, I it's a thankless thank job. You. And they really yeah. looked at, at everything. And although I don't agree with all the changes that are being proposed, I, I, I think it's fruitful to have the discussion. And it's productive. Excuse and me. I want to commend Can them I for Can I just say something? You're absolutely right, okay? Yeah. But on the other hand, you said that nothing changed. Not you, I, I mean... It was said that nothing changed on the charter. Questionnaires went out to the homeowners. They right. held public hearings. Everything was done to get to the people that can't come in and, and put in their suggestions right. or whatever. It was mailed out and all. And coming, it, we received, not we, I wasn't on the committee for the right. charter, came back in, and it was brought forward to the council on what the uh, changes were that the people wanted that sent in their uh, questionnaire. So the people were involved because I mean, it, the yeah, it no went out with no their Right, well, everyone had had their say, but in the in the end, but it's it, just it being yes no, and no. There was right. only two counselors on that committee. Right, we right. did not go to the meetings. Right. We it, right. we got it. So I guess what I'm saying. So I guess what I'm saying, Joyce is. So if I lived in Methuen, I like the idea of a four-year mayor, but I don't like the idea of taking the mayor off as a member of the school committee, uh, as a school committee chairman. Why not allow the voters to make those decisions right. on and each you're one of those probably see that topics? on. C- uh, coming on. Well, no, because now the way the way it's being proposed is he's being taken off as a school committee chairman. He's being given a four-year term. He's given a two-year t- two-term term limit. There's no flexibility anymore. Now, once that question goes on, it's vote yes or no, up or down. That's right, it. Right. And so I think it should be a cafeteria style, uh, a buffet style, where they should be able to vote. Make a choice. Yes, so now, four, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yes a four-year term, right. but no, we don't want to take so it off no, the school committee. Right, because yeah. now if you're if you have Tom's stance where you feel like the mayor should be forced, but you feel like the a four-year term, but then also the mayor should be on the school committee. Right. You got no choice. What do you do yeah. now? What do I do? Do I vote? Well, do I vote the charter separate. down completely? Right. No, you got to vote. But that should be a yes separate. No. Yeah. Right. But here's yeah. here's the other and thing. I agree I mean, with you. It should right. be a separate I, question. I think we all have things we agree and disagree with on. But one thing that I I I guess I disagree with with some of the people here. I do believe that the mayor should be a two-year term. Um, and I, I like it the way it is. I also support consecutive term limits. I very strongly support that. But Methuen also has a tough time attracting talent. So I think it's I, I think it's okay if you have talented people that want to run for for different boards. And we have term limits. They're called elections. Right. So I think so, uh, yeah we I think we have those. But right. what I'm not what I'm saying is that there needs to be stricter. Uh, time frame where like listen hey you were just on this committee now you can't just jump yeah. on that committee that's but that's you, what i'm at so you mentioned the qualified candidates and let's face it at eighty thousand dollars you're not going to get a lot of qualified candidates right. to run for mayor right you know because of everything that happened now you have that cafo position which mm-hmm. in theory that should have always been there so now you have your tom i think you mentioned it in the west in the west debate a couple of weeks ago you know we have your mayor who's out there you know cutting ribbons or you know dealing with with the stuff that happened the other night with the Triple E and all that. And then you have your, you have your finance guy who's going to be really on top of the numbers. And I think of us, you know, everyone wants to call it a town. We're not a town. We have 50 right. plus thousand people. You need somebody with a finance background to be really be able to control that. So the upside for everything that happened with the school committees, now you have that CAFO in place. And I'd like to see that position continue. 
even after the $4 million is paid off, and then keep the mayor, and, and those just work you know, in unison instead of, instead of getting a mayor who, who you expect to do all these other things. Right. So, so you favor a manager? I, I, would favor, I, I would favor a city manager at this With point. With a ceremonial mayor? Correct. All right, so we're, we're, get, we're getting ready to wrap up. We've got about four minutes left. I want to thank Bada Bings, and I understand that, uh, Joel, you've got a fundraiser coming up in a half an hour at Bada Bings. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, so I planned it tonight at 6.30, thinking the debate was at 2, right. and then I talked to you earlier this week, and you moved it, moved it to 5, but, you know. But we, we couldn't have planned that if we tried, so yeah. uh, after we leave here, we're all going to go to Bada Bings and get some hot wings and some, some of that white pizza stuff. White buffalo chicken about. pizza, yes. So with the, with the few minutes that we have left, and we can go over like a minute or two, right, Ed Sullivan? Uh, I want each of you to talk about what is your number one priority, uh, you know, d- d- make your final pitch, why people should vote for you, give them your name and all that. But I want you to talk about what is going to be your number one priority if you get elected and you take office in January. And since we since we started with DJ, we'll end with DJ and we'll start with Jordan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Comments from the crowd. <laughs> uh, so my name is Jordan Normandia. Um, yeah, uh, my main thing is just bringing... Uh, a new perspective to the city council, you know, someone who's not a politician, uh, career politician, you know, someone who who wants to bring accountability and transparency and have access to, to, to the residents. I want to be out there as much as possible. I want you to be able to call me on my phone, email me, you know, talk to me, you know, have a coffee with me and be able to, you know, voice your concerns, have someone who you feel will actually look at your concerns, listen to you, and actually try to do something and be your advocate. I mean, that's what you're voting for, right? You're voting for someone to represent you. And that's, you know, I take the service really important. That's why I serve my, uh, our country here. And I want to continue my service here in my community that I grew up in. Um, uh, are you paying some... for the coffee? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll pay okay, for the coffee. Okay. So if he's paying for the coffee, yeah. take him up on it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything yeah. else? Uh, for number one priority? Oh, uh, no, that, that's, that's pretty much it. I just okay. want, want everyone to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, hopefully I'll get your vote. Uh, and if you want more information about me, uh, you know, go to Jordan, the number four Methuen.com and you know, my number's on there, my email's on there and yeah. We want to thank Bada Bing for sponsoring the debate. We also want to thank Jen Canan, candidate for mayor, and Neil Perry, also a candidate for mayor. I didn't mention them enough, but I'll I'll do something to make it up to them in in the next debate. We got the uh, mayoral debate. Joel, go right ahead. What is your number one priority? Why should people vote for you? So the one thing that when we talk about a lot of things in Methuen, it's always, well, it's always been that way. That's just how we do business. And that needs to change because as we've seen recently, by doing things the way we've always done business, it's gotten us into the situation where we are now. I think we need to have discussions. Don't explain why. If you, you need to be able to explain, you know, don't just say, this is all we've done it. Why do we do it this way? And then be able to have a discussion and be open to changing those ways. There's, there's a lot of good people in Methuen. There's a lot of volunteer groups that are willing to go above and beyond and help in any way they can. And they feel right now that their government just slams the door in their face and is unwilling to listen to them when it comes to helping out in the community. And I want to be, you know, open those doors, allow those people in and let their voice be heard. And let's have some positive change right now in, in this city. Great. I want, I want a copy. I want a shirt like that. <laughs> talk to me afterwards. Will you All right. That. Joyce Campignon. Yes. Well, take I, as much I, time as you want. Cause the yeah. more you talk, the more our numbers go up. So I just want to say that I, you know, I like, and I, I should say I love serving uh, my community and the people in it. I have the experience. It's not on-the-job uh, learning, and it's and I don't mean any disrespect to any candidate that's running, but I do have the experience, and I've always tried to do the right thing and the right thing for the people, the whole community, not just a, a chosen few. And... Um, Accessible people call me, and I'll always go out to a, uh, to a situation. Right now, I'm working with a resident here in Methuen that um, it's just unbelievable what happened to, to his yard with somebody building a side of him. He's getting destroyed by the, the boulders and the rocks and everything else in the neighborhood because of no one watching. With, when this house was being built. So this poor, innocent family is the one that's get, getting the blunt of everything. So I just want people to know, and I think a lot of people know that if they call me and they have a problem, I go out there and I you know, look at it and I follow it right to the end. I go to the person in charge and I'm on their back until something is being done. 
So I, I feel like I've given uh, 24-7. Uh, I, like I said, I enjoy helping the people, and I will never do the uh, finger-pointing. Everyone should be given the same chance, equal opportunity, and everyone should be treated equally. And uh, with that, I just want to ask again, when you go to the polls, vote for me, Joyce Campagnon, number one on the ballot. Uh, I, I just amazed of the uh, outgoing and the people that come up to me and say thank you for this or thank you for that. That means a lot. And I will always represent the people. I don't have any relatives working here for the town, so I, I don't have any conflicts or anything like that that people say, I'm here is for the people and the people only, and for the betterment of the community. Thank you. DJ, D, DJ Deeb, you get to wrap it up. Well, thank you, Tom, again. Thank you to, uh, to all the sponsors, the listeners, and to my fellow candidates. Especially uh, Butter Bings. Especially Butter Bings, <laughs> where I also them. have a, a function um, coming up uh, next month. Um, What's the date? Do you have a date on that? September 11th. Okay. Uh, 9-11. You're having a fundraiser on <laughs> September 11th? Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so, you know, when I say no conflicts, and I've made that a central piece to this campaign, I mean I have no relatives working for the city and can vote on all contracts. And I think that's very important in moving forward. There aren't many candidates running in this election in any of the races that can honestly say that. Um, if elected, I, my priorities, you asked what our priorities were, it's to ensure fiscal responsibility and accountability and lower tax rates to help struggling residents and attract new businesses. Um, one of the major things that I'm proud of, having been on the school committee, uh, and I wish I had more time to talk about it, but I don't, is we negotiated out sick leave, buyback, and longevity benefits for our employees. And that saves the, the city tens of thousands of dollars and actually hundreds of thousands of dollars in unfunded liabilities. Now the city needs to do the same. And I will insist on any city con that any city contracts put sunset clauses on the sick time buyback and the longevity benefits as a condition for any future raise. And that needs to be negotiated out because it constitutes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year of unfunded liabilities for the city of Methuen. So I'm very proud that we've done that on the school side and we need to do that on the city side. I'm number two on the ballot and for more information you can visit djdeeb.com. Thank you all. I want to thank all of you, the DJ Deeb, uh, Joyce Campagnon, Joel Fratera. Did I say it right? Ferretra. Ferretra. Of course I'm I, I good. swear <laughs> I'll get it sooner or later. Um, and Jordan Normandia. And I've been saying it wrong. It's Normandia, right? Normandia. I've been saying, I've been yeah, Normandia. saying Normandia. Uh, these are your candidates for the Central District City Council. Uh, there are five candidates on the primary. One of them is going to get knocked off. Four will move forward to the November election. And in November, by the way, the uh, primary is September 17th. Don't forget that. And then in the final, two of them will get elected. They'll take office in January. We want to thank Butter Bings on Hampshire Street. Great hot wings, great pizza. Uh, Joel's got a fundraiser there after this, so I'm probably going to stop by if I can. Um, also want to thank Jen Canan, candidate for mayor of the city of Methuen. We had lunch today at Satane's. I'm just so depressed at their closing. Um, and we had a long talk about, uh, about, about a bunch of stuff, and I'm going to be doing that with the other candidates. Uh, also, please remember... Please remember to pick up the Valley Patriot while you're out in the Merrimack Valley. Uh, my book, uh, Heroes in Our Midst, from the pages of the Valley Patriot. Oh, she brought one. Oh, see, she's kissing up. That's the way to go. That's the way to go. That'll get you every time. And of course, and of course, my my movie Law Town. You can you can download that on Vimeo, Google Play. It's called Law Town. It's about the opioid crisis in Lawrence. And uh, and I understand that they're going to be releasing Jenny Tears music video, which I made a cameo in. That's going to be be released within the next week. Uh, so keep an eye on what we're doing here at the Valley Patriot. Lots of stuff going on next week. The mayor's debate. We've got all four mayoral candidates oh, have committed to being here at <laughs> 2 o'clock oh. next Thursday here at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Hiya, top two guys. Smoke shop. Thank you guys for coming. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. By the way, Ed Sullivan, <laughs> thanks. Great job. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. Nice so nice so go home yeah. already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.